Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. week we made the very interesting discovery that Shane has never seen Twilight. This is what you can tell. Like you didn't ask a question. <laughs> well, you could in you can just add some commentary. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I have seen Twilight. This made me all very confused because in my head I had seen Twilight. But then I remembered I had a friend during that time who was so obsessed with Twilight. I don't know that I fully saw it or if it was just constantly talked about around me because I don't remember much of that. But Bowden also went through a whole Twilight phase for a minute a couple years ago and he was watching. And I feel like I just saw it in the background. So I think what, it what, was my first time too. Was your friend into the books or the movies? The books. So I didn't read. I think the first like books that I really got into as an adult was actually Hunger Games. And I think these were before Hunger Games, weren't they? Like any book? It was so Hunger I Games? Really, I was really into Harry Potter. In high school, I read through all the Harry Potters. And then I didn't really, like, I have to keep in mind, I was, like, working and getting married and having babies. I didn't start reading again until Hunger Games. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't, I never read the books. And I only slightly saw the movies. But I think I knew so much from online, social media, memes, stuff like that. And my friend who was obsessed showing me things all the time. But yeah, this was sort of my first time too. This is like a cultural thing though. The, the phenomenon around Twilight was absolutely huge. How did you avoid seeing all five movies? I had three kids. What was your excuse? I mean, nobody, wa- I, I just didn't watch them. When did they come out actually? I'm going to look that up. Why? 2006, I think was the first one. Two, 2006, 2008. Okay, so the first one, Twilight in 2008, that's the year that Gemma was born. And then it was 2009, 2010, 2011, and 2012. So I was in like university or like ending university. And yeah. So, you know, I was watching Super Troopers every day. <laughs> Fair enough. I also thought when we were watching it that we were watching a trilogy. Did not know it was a five-part movie and... Well, technically it was four and one of them was a two-parter. One was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with the first movie, Twilight. Why don't we start with the second no. and then go the fourth and then the first no. and then the... No, okay. No, okay. Tell me what your first reactions to Twilight were because it is something special. So I'm surprised by how bad the special effects were. Yeah, that's so fair. Mm-hmm. What parts though? Like what special effects? Do you remember? All of them. All of them. Okay. Like for some reason there was like just the worst CG. In the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall sure. CG in the first one. The the like when they tried to make Edward sparkly. Oh. He didn't look sparkly. He looked like I don't know, like it like the film was degrading. 
Mm, that's fair. Like they they got a little bit better sparkly in the later later films. It was very blue. Like the whole movie is oh, very yeah. blue. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen through the rest of them. It's like they had 3D glasses, but one yeah. of the lenses fell out. <laughs> that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. It was like they were trying to like really play up how vitamin D deprived the entire town was. But I was talking to Brini about this the other day because I actually didn't know that this is a very common thing that people tend to around October and November. And this isn't like a planned thing, but apparently it just happens that the streaming on the Twilight movies goes up. It's like a fall winter vibe that people get into. So we just happen to be watching the entire, what's a five part movie series at the same time that Brie and Steve were. And she said what blew them away or what was bothering them is the plot hole of how is this a town of like 3,000 people and yet the high school seemed to have thousands. Like it was a huge high school. Maybe there was only one high school. Even in a town of 3,000 people, how many teenagers are there? I mean, like what's the, like let's look this up. What's the average teen population in a city or town of, in the USA. Okay. First of all, I'm going to see What's the age distribution? So the population is actually 3120. Okay. What's the age distribution in the United States? Oh my gosh. I mean, the high school seemed big. Something I'll say. Like they had Okay. 17% fall into the zero to 14 category. Okay. Well, that's, that's not helpful. No. Whoops. This is going to take too long. We don't okay. have the time for it. So I will tell you that my number one thing that I loved from the first one is something Kenzie pointed out was the ketchup bottle moment. Hmm? You remember the ketchup bottle moment? She's out oh, for yeah, Lent. Yeah. Bella and her dad are out for at the diner. Yeah. And she's putting ketchup on her food and then she picks it back up and she shakes it sideways and then just places it down. Yeah. She's it's sh- such a weird moment. She's shaking the ketchup as though she's going to use it. Yeah. And then when it gets to the point where like, okay, there's probably some ketchup available to squeeze. She just puts it down. Mm. It's like, oh, like maybe, she, I don't know. Maybe she just likes doing that. Maybe she likes the feel. What was your overall thoughts on Twilight? So we have five movies to work through. The, the first, the first one, and I'm gonna say spoiler alert. If you haven't seen oh, it. Oh yeah, true. If you, have, if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna spoil it right now. Mm-hmm. This is this is a big one. So what happens in the first one is Bella meets a vampire. And then what happens? No, the, the, that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole movie. Bella you meets were a vampire. so frustrated by that yeah there's no story it's literally bella meets a vampire the end yeah nothing happens yeah i i mean there's no story yeah there's no there's nothing i guess the story was more like them starting to date but is that a story i i agree with you i wish movies one and two were condensed into one i felt like it was weird to find out about Jacob in the second one. I wanted it to just be together. Yeah, that would be a story, though. Mm. If there was like a conflict or like yeah. a love interest or a love triangle, suddenly there's a story. Well, there was a love triangle. Did you not see this series? There no. was a love triangle the entire time. You're talking about like her nerdy friend or whatever? Jake. No, Jacob. Jacob Edward. wasn't in the first movie. He was in the first movie. He was her friend. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. He yeah. had long hair. Yeah, right? he has long. He just cut his hair. It's not a different actor. Yeah. Yeah, he has long hair. But it's, it's like her friend. There still wasn't a. Yeah, but there was no love triangle. Mm. It was literally, he was just there. Okay. So then we move into the second movie, and this is where things get wolfy. Yes. Tell me your thoughts. So this one is New Moon. So in Twilight New Moon, This is Bella turning 18 and she's with Edward and something happens. What's the And then he leaves her. What happens? I don't okay. Oh, I remember. Okay. Oh, a frightening incident convinces Edward that he's simply too dangerous to be around his sweetheart. He decides to leave town in forks in order to ensure her safety. It's because those vampire elders were like No, no, no. That doesn't happen till later. Oh. I think in the second one is during the baseball game. And the and the Victoria girl. Oh no! Yeah, it's. Like, I think it's the baseball game. It's it's like those. We three, watch so much Twilight. It's 
it's a blur together. It's it's like those three ragtag vampires from out of town that come in and they're like, oh, like, hey, we want to play baseball. And then Bella like scrapes her elbow. No, no she has no, a paper cut. No, literally. No, no, no. You're again mixing up all the moments. Oh, okay. There was like a waft of a breeze and it goes across the playing field to the one vampire. Like it just happens like this is the deadest air of anything. And then all of a sudden the perfect breeze comes and that air is directly under the vampire's noses. And then they smell her because she's some very, very strong scent. She doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> I don't know. But her yeah, baseball. She's yeah. So the second one is like her getting dumped and basically curling up in a ball in her in the in the forest. Yeah, that and was unshirted man carries her out. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of like no shirts for no reason. But can we address like the, the fact that like all those wolf dudes, like all the werewolves. Mm-hmm shirtless all the time you know i know but never pantless but yet they shred off their body how did they get out of that are they just naked like they must be spending billions of dollars on dungarees <laughs> just to shred them up daily under yeah because like they're just like you know what i gotta like i'm a little I'm a little peeved i'm gonna wolf out shred the and then what happens like what happens when they turn into a human again just naked that's what i they never really explain that maybe that's a book thing i feel like people who were book readers are going to be so annoyed at us because they're like that's just movie we don't really know what otherwise happens but yeah like eclipse is good i mean new moon was good it was just that's when i felt the plot coming together a little bit more yeah i like it was it was only the first movie that was devoid of story but i quickly we you could tell the two of us, we kept disagreeing on what team, Team Edward or Team Jacob. Okay, so here's here's my main opinion, okay? okay? If you are a person, so if you have a choice between a person who's like, hey, I'm going to like forget my feelings and forget how I feel about you to keep you safe mm-hmm. versus someone's like, I want to murder the person you're with and bite their head off. Hmm. Which one do you think is the more? I feel like you really set me up because the reality is that Edward knows he's not good for her. Yeah, exactly. But he pursues and stalks and like keeps himself around her enough that he like makes promises with her, makes her fall in love with him, and then leaves when he realizes the danger, which I mean, he's a hundred and something years old. He should have known. He's never dated anybody before. I thought he was 1800 years old. I think he's a hundred and I think he's been a teenager for like 160 years or something. Okay. And then I found with like Jake, we see him sort of as he's becoming a wolf. He goes through a lot more like anger emotions and things like that. We see that play out, but he consistently picks up the pieces of her life time and time again. And like, I don't know, like he, he's such a good, I feel like he's the guy in high school that you were really good friends with, but never considered good to be with but would have been the best husband so i was not i found edward just like honestly a little selfish because i just felt like he knew it was bad he knew it was a bad idea he took her so far down this road just to leave her and i just felt like it wasn't his only way to be with her is for her to have to like lose her life and i know that he has like conflict with that and like inner turmoil about it i just I personally knew that I, I was more frustrated with Bella. Like, I just wish she had seen what was best for her. And I wish that. And you think I the murderer. Know. No, I don't think he means to be a murderer. He's just a werewolf. And the, he's the other one's a vampire. That's like but the vampire is, life. But the vampire is like not a vegan because he's eating deer. But he's he's yeah, yeah, purposely yeah. not yeah. murdering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus someone who wants to murder the. But he never does. No, but he he's like, if if, well, if she dies, I get to murder. Okay. I get to bite your head off. Okay. Well, let's put this into a different sense of okay. this. Okay. Imagine that this is like your best friend and you know that they could make the choice to become immortal, which means they no longer have their mortality. And potentially like the question is like if they have a soul or not. So you know that that, that path is taking them down to death in his eyes. Right. And he's like, I love this person. I would rather that person be 
be dead than to kill my person. Okay, but I think Jacob just loved her so intensely that he let's, was like, "No." Let, let's flip that on its head and say your best friend is trying to choose between someone who wants to make her immortal and someone who wants to murder the person who wants to make her immortal. I think that Jacob could see how dangerous it all was and was always going to be for her. And he wanted her to have a good, simple life. And he realistically, even though he was a werewolf, could give that to her. But but also is a murderer. Only of vampires who eat people. But he doesn't eat people. And he didn't murder him. But he wa- he wanted to. You can want to kill somebody. doesn't mean you're going to kill them. Well, he was. he said he was going to. Okay. Well, what happens in the next movie? Do we remember? Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing, honestly, because winter is right around the corner and honestly kind of already here. And maybe your wardrobe could use a little refresh. For me, I've been actually trying to lean into getting more pieces that are staples, things that are long lasting, things that I'm not going to be getting rid of in six months time when they're no longer in style. And Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through. They've got some timeless classics and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist, but effortless and totally refined. Luxurious cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories to elevated versions of your everyday basics, not to mention the most incredible home essentials too. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous brand that brings luxury yet simplicity to the forefront. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 25% off their first order. That is a huge savings. So if you're looking for a gift or for something for yourself that is timeless, classic, long-lasting, never going to go out of style, check out Jenny Kane because they have some of the most amazing things, including these cashmere sweaters that are truly to die for, something that will not go out of style for a hundred years. And I love that. And for our listeners, we have an exclusive 25% off your first order. Use this exclusive link. Go to JennyKane.com slash papaya. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com slash papaya for 25% off your first order. I can't wait to show you what I chose from Jenny Kane, and I'm really excited to have it be part of my wardrobe for a very, very long time. So go check out Jenny Kane and make sure you use that special link, jennykane.com slash papaya. You're going to get 25% off your first order. Thanks so much, Jenny Kane, for sponsoring the show and for sponsoring this episode. Let's get right back to it. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. What happens in Eclipse? So I, I feel like the characters are not consistent through the movies as well. Like the way they act and the way they react mm. is completely like at the beginning, Edward's like, for some reason, he constantly looks like he's got like terrible, terrible diarrhea and is in yeah. pain and can't do anything. And then later on, and you know, he's all like, emotional and sad all the time and like and then like super like sad about bella and then later on he kind of turns into a dick versus jake i feel like it's the opposite of the beginning jake is like super aggro and then later on it's like i don't know yeah no that might be right and maybe that was intentional i also really disliked how edward came off so cold and so like almost rude and he's kind of a jerk to her but then like the second she like responds to his interest I guess he's like ha 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 like I'm so chill and cool I'm like you were never chill and cool you were so intense and then all of a sudden his character flips into like 
chill, cool, fun vibes, and then switches back again to like cold, turned off, run away to not hurt you type thing. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think that, you know, maybe up to like 15, 16, those kind of like random mood swings make sense. But mm-hmm. When you get past like 120, 130 years old, there's just no <laughs> probably, excuse. Yeah, you should probably get it together. Okay. I remember what happened in Eclipse Now. Eclipse Now was about all the newborns, as they called them. Remember all those yep, like teenagers yep. that were murdering? This was my least what does it matter movie. This one really got me out of like, I think it just strengthened the story of the werewolves and helped us understand that a little bit. And we got to see the first of sort of Jacob and Edward dealing with like who like actually having to come together and be part of a unit because she refuses to. If you cut out that entire movie, it, it would be fine. It does not change. I didn't pay attention. It doesn't, it doesn't change. Yeah. The story. No, you're right. Cause really it Techni- comes to technically if you cut out everything, but the like 15 minutes of the first movie, it doesn't change the story either. But really, this probably could have been one movie. Let's, let's be honest. This could have been one movie. You think so? Yeah. I do feel like it, it's, I, it. It's not deep. Not deep. The writing, though, brilliant. Basically, Shakespeare. Wasn't. Yeah, like, here's the thing, okay? Spider Monkey was. What's her name? What's the actress's name? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. So, Kristen Stewart got a lot of shit for her acting mm-hmm. in these movies. And I honestly think that the writing was so terrible. Mm. I don't think anybody would look good in Yeah, some of the lines are so role. cheesy and just, that it was like how are you supposed to It felt like I was watching like a in in a lot of cases like like a YouTube made movie mm-hmm. or one of those like ones that we stumble on in the early on. ones for sure and then I got like a lot of hope when we entered into Breaking Dawn which was the two-parter mm-hmm. we start with Bella and Edward getting married going on their honeymoon and ultimately discovering that they are pregnant which should be impossible that movie really started to be like oh you got some budget here like you could see it the things were changing it wasn't so much like the Cullens have one beautiful house and everything else is like the lowest production value ever. But by breaking dawn, I think it, I mean, not only did it have clearly a higher budget, it also, this cast was getting really stacked by that point. Mm. We saw some, we saw Bryce Dallas Howard. We saw Rami Malek. Like that was in the fifth one, but we saw some like big actors in those movies, which I thought was pretty cool. What what also became bigger was the um plot holes Ooh, don't even get me started on this this is my biggest irk like why okay if you're a vampire yeah you don't age or you age very very slowly mm-hmm. okay start there okay i don't know which one it is it doesn't matter maybe maybe nobody knows. so if you impregnated someone mm-hmm. as with like vampire sperm mm-hmm. Who knows how that works? I know. They don't even know how it worked. But why do they age super quickly instead of super slowly? Like, why isn't it like, why isn't it like a 500 year gestation period? I wonder if it's one of those things where it's a means of survival. Like, do you know how things can only survive if they have a means to evolve? So maybe because vampires, eventually, if somebody killed them all off, they would never, like, the only way to have one is to have a bite a baby that would ever be a baby. No, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, so if you bite a, so, okay, let's take that. But just, just If you bite a baby, does it become a baby vampire forever? Well, I think that's why they had to kill that toddler that they show, which is horrific. But I think they were talking about the half ones yeah maybe that was like an internal policy to not bite babies i mean but that, then, i don't know that's generally a good policy in any situation i agree yeah. but yeah breaking dawn part one we see the wedding we see the honeymoon i was uncomfortable and i felt i felt secondhand uncomfortable because of how like it was interesting to me to see somebody like get married and then like like, I don't know, like it was, they were going through such a big life event and she seemed so uncomfortable with her own husband. 
the whole time she's like kind of squirming and all that stuff. She and didn't. The, it seems like she ma- didn't actually want to have sex. No, but she she did. And then like she knew it was a risk to her life. And then he's like, please no. And she's like, I need it. Like, girl, you need your life right now. You need to not be dying. Yeah, I don't know. And then she had like chess. She, she, yeah. And then, you know, they weren't playing chess correctly, first of all. Okay. Like, you don't knock over your opponent's piece ever. If you, if you get checkmate, they turn down. You don't knock. That's such bad etiquette. Mm. I can't believe they would. But also, it didn't even look like there was checkmate on the board. I don't know what they were doing. Oh. There wasn't enough pieces. Like, that's not checkmate. You're just hitting their. That's not how it works. You put them in check. He, he, anyways, terrible chess etiquette in that movie. What did you think about the pregnancy and birth? I mean, they really made her look like a skeleton. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite. Know. It was quite because they were trying to prove the baby sucking the life out of her body. Mm-hmm. I was. This is. I was driving today and thinking about it. This is where my biggest plot hole comes out. Because that entire movie is Edward and Jacob trying to figure out how to keep Bella alive and make the decision to potentially end the pregnancy so that she can stay alive because the baby will ultimately kill her. This is like everything that they're trying to convince her of. Fucking Alice is there. Alice can see the future. Mm. And then in the near future, and we're talking that she's been pregnant for mere days and the baby is like fully, how can she not be like, Oh, she's going to make it to birth, pop it out, yell biter, good to go. They never, I'm like, why is Alice's foreseeing of the future only when it is something good for the plot? Everything else, it's like, girl, we could really use knowing what to do here before she makes a decision to terminate the pregnancy or not. Maybe it's like the movie Next with Nicolas Cage, where you can only see the future if it directly impacts his life. Interesting. And maybe it doesn't directly impact her life and therefore she can't see the future. I think that's wrong, but I think that's a good theory and it's probably something like that. Again, maybe because I think it's wrong because there was something at the beginning where she gives her a dress and she goes and you're really going to like it. Oh, okay. She can see her like liking the dress. Right, right, right. So I've, there was just other times that she talks about other things. But then we get into the, she turns into a vampire. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert once again. She's now a vampire. And she really, really hates the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> that scene. Hey, no, back up. Jacob mm-hmm. imprints on a new year. How did you feel about that? I don't want to. That's when I became Team Edward. I don't want to say the word grooming. No, because he keeps saying it's not like that. It's right. not like that. But of course he would say that. I felt. But, but like, I guess, I guess I need to understand what is imprinting. Yeah. Like, what is it really? Yeah. Because I can tell you. Because they're like almost like making it like you, you're choosing a soulmate. But because we knew that that was also going to turn into a romantic relationship. And he knew Does it that have too. To? Does it have to turn into a romantic relationship? I don't relationship? know. But he obviously, even while she's a child, makes jokes at Edward like, should I call you dad? Uh, like he knows it's going to go see, that way. See, that right there is where it's really icky icky and 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 to be honest why does that have to be part of the story the only this is what i was gonna say the only way i understood it was when he realizes that baby born means death for her because of the because of the treaty and because of the wolf's responsibility to kill the child so what the only rule that was greater than that is if jacob Somebody had it imprinted on them. Then if you wolf, no longer can do it. So you if can't Jacob hurt someone. was like, I have to do this in order to save her life, I realize it's like involuntary, but, but it was the only, like, that, that's the only way he could have saved her life. I would have been like, okay, that was a good thing to do. Whether or not you end up with her is like totally outside. You're like a godfather, like a parent figure for her. You're not a romantic the, partner. The, the problem is, is like, it's not voluntary. So I know. So which means like, it's it's just weird. I really and and I honestly I and I think it's bad writing again because I don't think it's ne- like it's not necessary. It's not necessary. You don't have to fall in love with a baby 
to save I agree. the story. I agree with you completely. And I was actually the other day, it's, I told you, like, there's literally something going on where people are watching Twilight right now. But this was the, the I video. feel like it just shows up. I feel like people watch it. I still can't get over Jacob imprinting on his baby. Twilight. Is Titus Burgess? They could have found another way. Yeah. 100%. It didn't feel right when I saw it. It don't feel right now. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, I I don't know if someone just wrote down the first thing they thought of. But, like, how come imprinting can't be, like, this is the person who, like, is connected by your soul and, like, you have like a psychic connection. After yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Why can't that be? Yeah, why can't? Why does it have to be this like romantic yeah. partnering? Why, why, why can't it be like, oh, I can feel your pain, or I can see what you see, or, you know, yeah, our souls are connected now. And I and I understood. This is something interesting, and I wonder if other people have this opinion. I did not like Bella until she was a vampire, and then I was like, you're badass. Like she was yelling at people. She like. She suddenly like raised her voice for half a second. Like she acts like this meek little sad girl, which no, nothing wrong with being sad, but like she just carries that throughout the movies with no real energy, which I understand is the character. She turns vampire and she's like yelling at Jacob. She's got all this fury in her. She's like, you nicknamed my child after a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. That was a very good, that was a very good impression. She, but like she, the rest of the thing, she was like, I can't believe you did this. You're such a, you're such a douche. And then she's like, you nicknamed my child at the Loch Ness Monster. And she's yeah. like, what? Why is that the most angry thing? Yeah. She, why? Ha- she hates, she hates the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> yeah. She really does. And then that whole, that whole thing, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it. I, I wonder if that movie came out now, how it would do with the amount of like, I don't know, like people love to cancel a movie for anything. I don't think that that could have, I know that wasn't that long ago. I don't think it would have been okay. Maybe it wasn't at the time. Maybe people were saying things like, this is creepy. This is wrong. No, like I don't remember that, so I'm not really sure. But I wonder was if this it in was the a books? deal. Was in the, was this in the books? Is my question. Because there I was, it was, I mean, I feel like to be honest, I feel like people get away with a lot more in books. Mm-hmm. You know, like the end of the the movie It is not oh, the same as the end of yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they really cleaned that one up. Yeah, and then we get into the iconic scene. So they go, they face the Volturi. They are now defending Bella's suddenly fine with her Loch Ness monster child and Jacob being her protector. It had Maybe a real she, brave heart feel to it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. But they gather so they gather all these witnesses to come and face the Volturi to fight for little Renesmee's life and to make like this plea for her with little all Nessies, these little Nessies. Little Ness. And they have all these these vampires that they've gathered from all over the world and each of them have individual talents. And during this time, they also discover that Bella has one and she can shield somebody. But you felt like that was not shielding. No, like. No, you thought it was her farting. Did I say that? Yeah, you were like, wow, she she looks like she's encompassing him in a fart. And then you went on for 20 minutes about how farting is like the greatest point of like, you're my person in the relationship. That That is true. Like, that's how you know you've crossed a, like a relationship boundary of true trust. Mm. Right? Like, What's I, somebody going to do with your fart? Go like tell the world about it? No, there's, not, there's no trust there. There is trust. There's, Comfort. There's, there's trust in that. Like, I know I can fart around you. Yeah. And you will still love me. Oh, I see. I see. What it's you're not saying. like okay, that's fair. it's not like I fart. Like, whoa, that's a secret. Yeah, everybody knows that. But then once you said that, I could not watch the movie the same because all I saw was Bella emitting farts around Edward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like walking across the field to fight for his child's life. And you just see fart. <laughs> but it's because she makes like a fart face. <laughs> she does. Like <laughs> it looks like she's like mm. she's concentrating. Like yeah, like like. 
you know, when do you like when you have like a you know when you think of that pain and you're like, oh man, can't fart. I just wish I could. Oh, I hate when that happens. And you're like, oh, and you make that face. That's the face she makes. It's very true. I know. But yeah, they go and into there's the... like a wind. There's like yeah, a there's like a wind. And then and then everybody's like, whoa. I don't that wasn't around. me. I don't fart around people. Your own daughter doesn't fart around people. She waits till she gets into the bathroom. I think she's just afraid. Of her farts? Like, of, of like having an accident, which oh. I think is smart. Like, yeah. She's never had one. You never one. know a shark. She's never had one, and yet yeah. she knows. She's, but it's. That's what makes her a genius. <laughs> I think it's so cute in the morning because, like, we all have to wake up in the morning and usually release gas. I just love that we like walk down the hallway, go into the bathroom, and then she like will release a toot. And I'm like, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I pick her up and she toots, and she always gets like, oh no. <laughs> It's really cute. <laughs> anyway, so Bella fart shields Edward walking across the field. And now they are facing the Volturi. And they're doing this whole exchange of information and all this stuff. I don't know. I don't remember what transpires that suddenly they realize it's not going to work. Let's they're about to kill heads. them. And then we see Carlisle. And what's his name? Aro. Long in, hair. In the sky. In the sky, jumping at each other, and Arl lands, and we see a body land in the background. That's Carlisle, and Arl lifts up, and you see Carlisle's head. He has killed Carlisle. And in the time, I have had a lot of people DM me about this. In the time that that played out in the movie, this is something I never knew. So, for any of the non book readers, I don't know if you exist and if you would choose to listen to this, but if you're there in the book, from what I've been told, that Spoiler does not alert. happen. No. That does not happen. Yeah. So now, Carlisle being dead in the movies, people are losing it. I have heard stories about the eruptions that happened in Twilight. And now that I'm in like the Twilight meme zone where like I see the videos, so many jokes about how strongly people reacted and screamed to, that's the dog, by the way, screamed at, that moment in the movie, I forgot that it was anything but real. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. I did know it was like a big moment coming. And I tried to get your reaction for it as well. I feel and like you were just like, oh, okay. Well, it it it's like a very like common plot point in a movie where like one of the like not main characters, but like one of the main character adjacent yeah. Usually someone that you really like is going to die. Going to die. Yeah, you're it has, right. It has to happen, right? Yeah, from, so for you, it just made sense in the movie plot. Yeah, like like from a from a plot perspective, yeah. it was almost formulaic. So right? we have like, I would say, I don't even know. How long was that fight, do you think, that we witnessed? Was it like 15 minutes of the movie? Not that long, or even, I don't know. But think. it's a significant chunk of time. Yeah. It w- it was like there was. It's basically the best part of the there movie. There was a lot of jibber jabber. Like there wasn't a lot of actual fighting. I thought there was a lot of fighting because mm. the Rami Malek goes and the land goes and then they're all falling into the pit. Yeah, I think that was like five minutes tops. All right. Well, the big fight happens. Yeah. And then suddenly we see. Man, like, Alex- he was so good in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I know he was that so is good. Such a- and even in this movie, like he he commands parts of the earth and water, right? And he's just got this like smugness to him that is so perfectly played, even in that moment of like middle of the fight. And he's just like, "Have you ever seen Mr. Robot?" No, like, good. He, oh, super good. He, he also was in Night at the Museum. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, he was like the such the Pharaoh good. dude. Yeah, he was like the tombstone, or yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's a great actor, genuinely mm-hmm. such a good actor. Mister Robot's about a, a hacker, anyways. Oh yeah, great. You, you it's talk, a TV show. Yeah. Super. Weeknights can be some of the most stressful times to create a dinner for your family, especially if you've got sports going on or your kids are working or you're just tired as heck. Life has been busier than ever lately, and I'm sure it has been for you all as well. It certainly has been for us. And I've been really, really leaning on Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Let me tell you why. Because weeknights for dinner can be as easy as fill, roll, bake. 
You can roll your favorite ingredients into a crescent roll, and it's a quick and easy spin on weeknight recipes. You can find so many different recipes on Pillsbury.com, whether you're making Pillsbury pizza crescent rolls, chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls, or our personal favorite and the family favorite, ham and cheese crescent rolls, which we like to put with a little bit of everything but the bagel seasoning right on top. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle, and it truly is dinner prep in 30 minutes or less. And it's picky eater pleasing, which I can certainly attest to. There's so many different ways to make weeknight recipes easier, but still homemade and something that delights everyone. So I encourage you to go to that dairy aisle, check out Pillsbury and do that fill roll bake method with Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. And like I said, you can find these recipes on pillsbury.com slash everyday dash eats slash fill dash roll dash bake. Trust me, you will not regret creating this rotation in your weeknights. Let's get back to the show. But yeah, so we have Alice now holding Aro's hand from the Volturi. And we discover that the entire fight scene, all of it, was just a vision of Alice's that she was showing Aro. Right. And, and the entire thing was he gets not his, real. Because he gets his head ripped off. And she's like, if you go down this path, your head's going to get ripped off. Exactly what happens. Yeah. And so how did you feel in that moment? That's the moment I gasped and was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. How did you, were you like, whoa? I mean, again, I'm going back to the movie Next with Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. This exact thing happened. Okay. I don't know which one came out first. Let me, let, let me look at this up. Because, you know. It might have saying, been around the same time. Nicolas Cage. You remember I was saying you could only see. Yeah, so like, yeah. 2007. Okay, so, yeah, that came one Came out before. First. Yeah, that one so, was first. So in, 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 in Next with. Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can only see stuff that immediate and typically he can only see two minutes into the future. Okay. But when he's with this certain girl played by Jessica Biel, he can see like basically forever into the, mm -hmm. into the future. Mm -hmm. So at some point in the movie, and here's the crazy thing is like the movie goes on for like 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then it rewinds to like 30 minutes earlier in the movie. It's like this was all a thing. Yeah, that's because frustrating. Because he went down this one path. Yeah. Right? And he's like, oh, we can't do this thing. I have to do this other thing. Anyways. I can understand. But same like, idea. I wonder if people were annoyed or relieved. Annoyed because it was like you just watched this whole 10 minutes and it wasn't even real. And you had all the emotions about it and it wasn't even real. Or were they just so grateful that it wasn't real that they're like, I don't even care that it was vision. I think it was I really wish well I knew. Done. I actually really like that movie. Yeah, the last one's good. No, oh I, I meant next. Oh. <laughs> with, with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> But Hold I'm, on, we'll I, get to that. We'll get to that. We'll I'm just, that. I'm just saying this, this thing was exactly like exactly that. like that, yeah. But not as long. They didn't I like that you at least call out a movie that you really like to mix in with one like Twilight, which I know is like not something you would. This, I feel like this is you giving a compliment to the movie, which I love. But we're not going to end on the review quite yet because there was a prop in the fifth movie that was one of your favorite things in the entire movie. Do you remember what it was? It was Renez Mays. And it was a Jansport bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally was in it, the middle of it, the battle. She, like, goes to, like, meet Arlo, who's everyone's in their RO, or everyone's in their, like, robes, dressed all fancy. Yeah, and she's and like, Jansport her, just packing. Which, like, and let's, how old is she at this point? Two weeks old? Like, how old was she then? Because she looks seven. But yeah. her age advanced so quickly. So I'm like, when did she, why does she, why does she have a backpack? What and is happening? And why does she have, like, the most trendy backpack? A Jansport. A Jansport. Right? This wasn't like a, this wasn't like a, you know, a Hello Kitty Did we vinyl. miss something in the movie that like, there is a reason she's carrying a Jansport backpack? Did she go to school? Why does she even have I know. a backpack? I'm like, why does she, why did she have to have something that she needed to bring to the thing? And where is she, she getting an her iPad clothes? kid where she's like, oh my gosh, I have to bring this everywhere with me? And why does she have clothes that fit? We're going to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, like like where is she getting this backpack? I mean, to be fair, okay. Let's let, let's 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 go, let's go back though. Holy crap! That but, backpack sells for a thousand dollars on eBay. It's just the design, not the one that was in the movie. Just the look it, right. just the design of it. 
it's a it's a fine backpack you know yeah but like it could be that edward or bella gave her that backpack because they were very recently high school students so it's possible they just had this backpack kicking around but it's in pretty good shape i don't know i don't know i but i did note that it was a jansport backpack because i was like hey it's jansport check that out jansport good backpack i am on a fandom page for twilight Mm. this is so is there more books that we don't know about I don't know. I I haven't. I don't know about the ones that we do know about. She must have been because there's literally different things that she has jobs in. She goes from being a high school student to a college student to an employee at Jacob's Shop, then owner of Twilight in NBALS Cosmetics, Who? and then secretary of the Volturi. Who's this? Renesme. Oh. And listed, it says Jacob is her imprinter slash husband. Hmm. There must be more. Why did we never get that movie? So wait, but like how old? Okay. How old is she when they meet? And does she stop aging? Or does she just keep aging super quickly? Like, does she have like a, like a good like four years of life? Well, how does that make sense? Like how quickly they, I don't know. I think they say it in the movie, like how long it's actually been. But it still really doesn't add up that well, she yeah, like how, has acquired enough things to carry in a backpack that must come to the war with her. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like if she became, went from being a fetus to being a baby mm-hmm. in like a couple weeks. Yeah. Which is like 18 times faster than it should have taken. Yeah. At what point... Does, does she continue? So I wonder if it's the same way. One year equals 18 years old. Right. I wonder if it's only one year of her being a baby and a child okay. until she's 18. But does she be, continue to become older? Does she like... Did, no, I think she peaks because remember at the very end that half one comes with their mother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his adoptive mother and says that he stopped aging at around 18. Okay. I think I think that was the way. I think it was just a convenient way for everyone in the story to only be ever 18. But with Renesmee, like she communicates through like facial touch. But I'm very confused. Like what is her mental capacity and ability? And is it growing rapidly as well? Or is she basically an 18-year-old, one-year-old? And let's also talk about like terrible cg baby oh my up gosh. until uh, why would they need to 10 do years that? old why know. couldn't they use a regular baby or even like it, it was not that long ago and, and that's a, it was really bad and the eyelashes and the eyes and everything, everything. was you know it's almost they had this child actress that was gonna play her at this like seven-year-old benchmark for the war thing right and, they and it's like they took her, her face and made it on older and younger I don't know if they've ever been like seen other movies. Usually there's just a different actress that plays either one. And you just are like, yeah, that's them when they're older. What's the. And nobody it cares. Was really weird. Nobody, nobody cares that it's not. They don't look exactly like have you ever seen Looper. Yeah. You know, like um, he looks nothing like Bruce Willis at all. Yeah. True. They, they, they modified his nose for yeah. some reason to try to make him. He still doesn't look, he like, doesn't look like him. Nothing like Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know what? Great movie. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change the story. Yeah. Doesn't change their acting ability. Who cares? But I feel like this changed the movie. And this changed. Because you couldn't, you couldn't pay attention to the story with that baby's face on the screen. And it looked flat. It was very flat looking. Well, it's almost like they had like a movie projection happening on a baby doll. Like mm. it, that's how it looked. It looked like it was yeah. laid on top and projected onto it. And it almost like if the baby moved too fast. Like that big sphere, like that big sphere in, in Vegas. Like the big sphere in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It's like that, but like with a baby face on it. I, I'm thinking more like it's like Haunted Mansion when they have the, the those floating look really heads. Good. And they project no, onto it. Those look great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> those were amazing. But yeah, that that whole part was really weird. And then at the end, seeing them all just like hanging out. Like, let's keep in mind, like, could you imagine if you found out your husband used to like, have it real hard for your mom and they like made out. Mm. 
And that Jacob was like, oh, by the way, the reason you've always been into me is because you were going to have a daughter for me to date. Like, that was weird, too. Yeah. I want it almost invalidated that. I've loved you since you were a baby. Well, to me, it invalidated her true feelings for Jacob and the fact that, like, she really was torn between the two. Not that her future child was supposed to be there and not that, like, he never really loved her. He just loved what she would eventually reproduce. Like, that, to me, is, like, a weird and like, what happened? What, what about Jacob? Jacob's not a vampire. Do werewolves live forever too? How does that dynamic work out? Are they going to, can they even turn Jacob into a vampire because he is a werewolf? So many questions. Yeah. Like there were no old werewolves. No, there was none like aged. And then we saw them. No, yeah. they were all like, once they matured and then they conti- they must continue to age because they made it like when you turn 16, you became a werewolf. Mm. And Sam, who was the leader one, it's obviously like, has aged. It's like their vampire bat mitzvah. Yeah. No, oh. werewolf. Oh, yeah. Werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, final thing, because we're talking too long. Did you like the movies? I like them from a it's a bad movie standpoint. Mm. I think it's a. I think now. I don't think at the time it it works that way. Yeah. It's it, there's a lot of movies like this mm-hmm. where like they age into a point where now it's it's funny in a satirical way, even and though it was serious at the time. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's worth watching with that mindset. It's yeah, worth watching with like that. You know, like this is gonna be funny. There's gonna be cheesy. This is one of those movies that you like you talk during. Yeah. And you say, ha, look at that. That's a funny thing. Yeah. I think Kristen Stewart took way too much shit for that movie. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I feel I feel bad because at the time I was just like, oh, it sounds like she's a super. But then I'm I watched the movie and I'm like, oh man, like she didn't have a chance. Yeah. This this script was awful. The you know a like, lot of people are book justice people here and they're like, listen. One person says to me today, okay, Shane can review the movies, but he needs to know that the books were very good and much better. The movies we know are a little cheesy, a little overdone. Do you think that the story has good potential had it been in hands of different writers? I said this. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. The concept is great. Yeah. It's such a good concept. I think, I just think that, like, it, it, it it's like, it reminded me, it had like the feel of like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe mm-hmm. kind of movie. Narnia. Like, yeah, where like it was really like there's a lot of good substance there mm-hmm. to build a story around. The battles, the battle, like that big battle scene had potential to have meaning and value, mm-hmm. but it didn't really in this context. Mm-hmm. I think they made too many movies. Yeah. I think they stretched out the story. Yeah. And I think it was doing well. And they probably were like, you know what we should do? We just stretch this out and make it five movie theater. Things. The first movie shouldn't have been one movie, though. Is my, like, that's my opinion. The first, the first movie should have at least had like one or two more of those other movies. Like the storyline con- condensed into it because there was no story. Like it was just, it was just like, oh, Bella meets Edward. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fair. I actually went and checked what, movies made the most and okay so in twilight there's some background noise because the furnace is on oh i'm sorry okay it's not your fault twilight the first entry grossed over 470 million dollars in the box office even though they had a production how much 407 Oh, and their geez. budget was thirty-seven million. What? What did they spend that on? <laughs> Apparently, that was like a low budget. Okay, New Moon grows seven hundred and nine million, and it cost fifty million dollars to make. But it was significantly like better in terms of. Anyways, okay, I don't get it. Eclipse. Wow. Eclipse didn't do as, like, significantly not as great. This feels, okay, I'm sorry, 300 million beating the just like three or four million dollars apart from the other one. And its production cost 
68 million. So it's getting a little bit higher for each one. I feel like whoever charged for what happened in the first movie mm-hmm. really ripped off the producers. Mm. Well, how much do you think it costs? Knowing how much one, two, and three cost, how much do you think it cost Breaking Dawn to make? Part one, part one. 72.4. It was $127 million, which is uh, actually makes a lot of sense for that jump in production value mm. and story. And it grossed $712 million. Now we go into part three. This one has a production value of $136 million. And part two made just under $830 million worldwide. Hmm. So it literally goes up with each one. The fandom grew with each one and the production cost goes with each one. So what we're watching when we see it is not only like, it's almost like watching a pilot episode of a show and then it gets better and better as seasons go on, as the characters warm up to each other, as they kind of get comfortable with their role. But the fifth movie to me I think could stand besides the CG, which whatever, I think the fifth movie could stand to be released today and be taken seriously. I don't think it's under the same category as the other ones that really pull out a lot of that cheese factor that were that you kind of get acclimatized to as you go on. But the fifth one feels like it could be released today and I think people would eat it up. I disagreed only because of the writing. Mm. Production value maybe. Yeah. But the writing is still, the writing was bad. Like the writing was comically bad, mm-hmm. which is why it's entertaining. Oh, to yeah. Watch. The Loch Ness monster scene was like, oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. But like, you, we watched them all in a mm-hmm. matter of two days. Is this something you would watch again? In the right scenario. Yeah. 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 Like it's entertaining for the right reason. So you're not against a little mm-hmm. Twilight yearly watch. Well, I didn't say yearly. Like, well, apparently people do it this season. I, I, I think we watched it. And you're talking about like for some reason people I think it's because it ends up trending on whatever thing it's streaming on and people see it and be like, Oh, I'm gonna watch this because it's trending. Yeah, everyone literally in my stories was like, I need to watch Twilight again. You're like making me wanna watch it again. Yeah. I'm already like we we kind of watched it, but now I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait to watch it again and look for more hilarity and more like little moments because I think I really spaced out by the third one I was like this is not I just wanted to get to what I knew was going to be the best which Mm. was Breaking Dawn so part of me was like I just wanted to get to that I was ready for like the baby scenes and all that stuff but I mean I don't hate these movies I think they're really funny and I have fallen into the best they're entertaining TikTok at the end of the day jokes about it like it's so good at the end of the day Movies are meant to be entertaining. Yeah. They are entertaining. They are. And they can be for all different reasons. And and it doesn't matter whether you think it's a masterpiece or you think it's funny and silly. And like it's entertaining at the end of the day. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I and and I would say at least half of the movies I watch that I love. That I, you know, I have tattoos about movies that I don't think are masterpieces. I just think are entertaining. Evil Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead 1. I loved, loved, loved that movie. It is terrible. (laughs) It is so funny. Yeah, you love that kind of thing. Love it. Yeah, no, this is good. I'm so, I'm so afraid for the people listening. (laughs) Because I don't know if we talked in any sense whatsoever. Because we're we're talking like everybody knows exactly what happens in these scenes. I mean, you don't want to just give it away do, If we're going to do reviews again, I feel like I need to like have a little bit of like a flow. But I do think we got a pretty damn good review out of this. Mm-hmm. And you ended on the most perfect note about the entertainment part. And I am ending on, I really like that I get all the meme references now. And then I'm so entertained by all the hilarity around Twilight because we've been watching TikToks just in the Twilight jokes and it's so funny. There's some people are very, very funny. Very like funny. capturing those yeah. funny moments. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Anyways, well that's the review on Twilight, the five part series that Shane had ever seen before. And now he is culturally up to date on the fandom of Twilight. Although I would like to see some video of people screaming in the theater. I'm going to try and look for that tonight. So thanks for listening. 
Let us know if you ever want us to watch another series that we'll review in a podcast. And if this was terrible, say nothing at all. Thanks so much. If anybody ever wants to play chess. <laughs> what? You're going to drop your chess handle? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.